0: Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. Today, I'm sitting in the coffee hub with our Minister for Women and Children, um, Mrs. Linda Tamboya.
1: Bulavinaka.
0: Um, and my ACS old girl. So um, great to be back with you. Um, how are you so far enjoying your um, role as Minister?
1: Absolutely enjoying it. I chose this uh, particular portfolio uh, because my heart is in it, and I believe as a servant of the people and a person that is passionate about change, uh, this is where I can effect the most difference in government. And so I'm very excited to serve as the Minister for Women, Children, and also Social Protection. So looking after our elderly, our people with disabilities, as well as our children at risk.
0: Such an important role, obviously um, you you never have a dull moment because there are plenty of needs. What are some of the major needs that you're dealing with right at this moment?
1: For our women of course we battle the statistic of two out of three women facing violence in Fiji which is above the world average. This is something we are very ashamed of and is a national crisis. And so to that end we have a program where we have launched our national action plan to prevent gender-based violence before it starts. Now, it's not just any plan, it's actually evidence-based, as well costed, and it's a whole of government, whole of society approach. Now, for our children, we are setting up our department for children, because we want to raise the visibility of children in this country. And so it will have its own director, as well as staff, and so that we can roll out our programs in order to, uh, you know, look after our children, and also to ensure that their welfare is taken care of.
0: No, that's brilliant. And I just read through the plan uh, myself last week while I was at the hairdressers, and it's brilliant. It's uh, I love the data that you've gotten there and just a clear, uh, clear points on how to move forward. Now this plan, you know, it's easy for everyone to look at it and think, oh, government's going to roll that out, but it will only happen because the everyday people get involved. And I really want to discuss with you how the churches, what role can the church play um, in helping see this plan rolled out?
1: Latisha, well, as you mentioned to me, and uh, this is the statistic: we have sixty percent of you know of our people that are in church on Sunday, and so uh, we need to get our church on board. They are not just uh, a player who just fit themselves into the plan; they are actually the plan. They are a stakeholder that will play a majority role in this rolling out this national action plan. We need our church leaders to come on board to be advocates and uh, when I say that I mean uh, when we start off this plan which is uh, from the next budget and in August we will roll it out um, I need to have our church leaders to be part of our communications campaign so a very aggressive communications campaign that will Go out on social media and traditional media, and I need our pastors to come on board to speak to our people through that medium. I also need them to be able to take this on and preach it from the pulpit every Sunday, as well as you know to incorporate this into their programs uh, for their youth, for their children, for their women, for their men, uh, for all of their their whole um, you know flock. And so I I look forward to working with our church uh, pastors. Please come forward. Uh, This is not just a government approach, this is a whole of society approach and in Fiji the church has a massive influence on our people and you know apart from that it's and most importantly Tish it's godly. You know it's a godly calling to love our neighbour and to look out for our neighbours who are being hurt. And so we need to protect our women. We need to love our women. And this needs to be preached from the pulpit. And so that's my challenge to our church leaders. Uh, you know, come on board. Come on board and support this and be part of this plan.
0: Yeah, no, you you mentioned it is godly and that's a big reason why I keep coming back as a pastor is because I think we can actually change a nation um, and the church should be on the forefront of doing this and working closely with government because this is God's heart and to be silent when there is abuse and oppression and poverty is just evil itself. And so both you and I want to throw out a challenge to the church leaders of Fiji. We need you. Um, and this is part of the gospel work is to help um, help not just speak out but to heal our people because a lot of these people will be sitting in our churches week after week as well. What is the message that an abused woman needs to hear from a pulpit, do you think?
1: Well, she needs to hear that not only her spiritual needs are being addressed but also her temporal needs, which is as important, you know, she needs to hear that... um, you know as a vessel of god as a daughter of god that she is precious that you know she is uh she feels safe when she comes to church she feels that her pastor is there for her truly hearing her and listening to her not just talking to her but talking with her and we need our pastors and our church leaders to be able to address this when they meet with these women one-on-one to say hey you know what I'm actually working with government to try to address what we're going through and it's not just government but all other stakeholders in society Uh, you know please know we're here for you and we mean what we say that we are here to protect you and to uh, nurture you as a member of our church.
0: Yep. no, that's such an important message. Uh, On the other side, we need more resources here in Fiji, don't we? Um, They're just more counselling, more support groups, help groups, because when a woman or even a man who's been abused, many young boys have been abused, um, they need to find some healing, some some rewiring, some retraining of the brain. What are some of the um, services that you think that the church could really set up to help part of the plan?
1: I think churches need to have their own counseling divisions. They really need to set this up, even if you have to find uh, professionals from outside if you if you can reach out to your organizations and find counselors. Uh, you can also reach out to your own congregation if you have you know people you can trust who are trained in this but provide this service to your flock provide this service to your men and women and boys and girls because they, they can feel more safe and they can feel that they can confide in these people and that it will remain confidential but that there is a pathway so they're not just being counseled but that there is also a pathway to help them you know to to be able to deal with uh, with abuse to be able to deal with violence. You know, I, I, I want to challenge our church leaders to say to them, uh, you know, we we as a nation, we need healing, and it begins with the churches. It begins with the role that the churches play. You know, uh, the church came to Fiji, and uh, ended cannibalism and ended you know that that way of life, and brought light. I believe the churches can bring light to Fiji again with this, the healing of our nation needs to start with our churches. And I believe that with all my heart and, I, and I'm reaching out and I'm, I'm reaching out as a, as a government minister to say to our church leaders, join hands with me and let's, let's help our people together.
0: Absolutely. And I, I pray and hope that we will... Um, hear that and work with government, spiritual to work with government. You see it all throughout the Bible, Um, the church engaging with the political powers. And so it's very important that we do. Um, You mentioned at the beginning, two out of three women are abused and that this is higher than um, most countries across the world. So why would a a beautiful um, little country like Fiji have such a high rate of abuse?
1: I think because we just don't address it. You know, we, we pretend that everything is okay. I always uh, describe Fiji, uh, it's like a screensaver. You know, when you're on a computer, you'll see the nice, beautiful beaches, but as soon as you click on it, you'll see the reality. You know, that, that's not what it is. So we, we need to address uh, this evil, and it begins with us. And when we address it, when we bring it to the forefront... I think we will we will feel like many countries in the world to say, you know what, it's okay to face the realities. It's okay to face the, the, the honesty, you know, the truth. And if we are covering the truth and we're not being godly, you know, we're not being Christ-like. You know, Christ came to disrupt. We need to disrupt. You know, we need to disrupt the status quo and we need to reveal these truths so that we can address it and then we can help each other to prevent it for our future generations
0: yeah disrupting the shame i think that causes us to cover up is just um so important with that um yeah well you're doing an amazing job um, thank you for all your hard work. And I pray that um, as we work together, church and government, that we can really begin to see a change in this area and push back on um, and see healthier, um, healthier and whole Fiji. So thank you for all that you do. Any last final words that you would like to give?
1: Well, I just want to encourage us all. You know, we're looking at, in Fiji, they call it the three-legged stool. It's the church, the Vanua, and the government. I'm happy to say that the Vanua, through the Ministry of Itoke Affairs, has reached out to me to work together in terms of addressing violence. So I'm really proud of the Vanua for doing that. And I believe the lotu of the church need to do the same. So please come on board. I look forward to working with you. Finaka. I see your suffering I see the pain Beneath that bowl smile Come out from hiding The sun is rising Let the islands hear reason